Welcome to Nexa Talk. This episode will explore the operational, hands-on applications of machine learning within the global asset management industry. You're listening to Nixa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. Nixa Talk features targeted content from Nixa's live webinar programming. More content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at nixa.org. I'm Allison Lovett, your Nixa host. On today's show, we're talking about tangible machine learning case studies within the global asset management industry. Let's tune into a conversation between subject matter experts Nasir Zubari, CEO, Luxembourg House of Financial Technology Foundation, and Charles Collant, Managing Director at BNY Mellon. I think it's very interesting to get from an operational hands-on perspective. and your experience at BNY, um, how you've gone about looking at these technologies and, and implementing them. Sure, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Um, so again, this is Chuck Alant with BNY Mellon, um, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm in our global product management team. So I want to talk today about uh, the digitization of our service environment. Uh, we actually have a center of excellence set up that we call Intelligent Process Automation. And this center of excellence deals with the ecosystem uh, that we call every, everything from automation right through to robotics uh, into, uh, you know, some of the machine learning and cognitive work that we're doing. So let me start with saying um, David mentioned earlier that reengineering is key. So we start with a reengineering team that looks at situation analysis and takes a look at the, the business process, um, whether it's a sales process or, an, or a servicing process that we want to automate, it really goes through with, a, with an approach whereby we break that process down, uh, do a lot of mapping with it, and really understand where, where we want to automate and, and what, uh, what solutions can we implement. We don't implement a solution uh, just for the sake of that uh, solution itself. For example, if RPA is not a fit, we won't implement that. Uh, we might go uh, to a workflow solution or a BPM business process management solution. But that's what this IPA team does. So we start with the reengineering, and we move right through the, the ecosystem cycle. Um, the first thing we look at, we look at is digitization and structure. Uh, to David's point in his earlier slide, you know, all the sources of customer touch points we have, whether that be retail, institutional, or broker, uh, you know, we get emails, we have voice response, we have the, the phones, we have the web, uh, we have uh, fax-based documents, uh, paper-based documents still. You know, we all still deal with those, you know, legacy document types. And we look at that from a reengineering standpoint, understand what is digitized, what needs to be digitized, and how can we automate the process uh, and the, the processing behind that work. So the first thing we do is, is say, can we apply workflow uh, technology to this, uh, to this work? You know, will, it, will that benefit us? And then we take a look at uh, building uh, or, or adding to a rules environment that we've set up to build rules around this. And, and that's where we then launch into technologies like robotics. So our intelligent process automation uh, team uh, supports, uh, we currently support about 300 different robotic uh, process uh, or bots, quote, unquote, in production today. Uh, we have about 50 or so projects that, that are behind that. And, um, you know, we've executed millions of robotic processes 
uh, with this uh, with this technology over the past two plus years. But robotics really is is all about automating manual processes. So what we have to do with robotics is we've got to look at the process. For example, uh, we use robotics today uh, for processing repeat group purchases, where group purchases come in and there are there are many uh, purchases uh, list, listed within um, the instruction itself, and we automate the processing of those because it's a repetitive manual data entry process that we can do. But unless we add workflow to that capability and we can route the, the different route between the different steps when the process is done, it's not quite as efficient. Um, so another example of where we use robotics is in um, processes where we're looking at reports, we're validating data, we're moving, uh, we're moving from one workflow step to the next based on the results of the previous process. And the bots can do that uh, very efficiently. And we also look to reduce the risk uh, associated with maybe missing an entry or missing uh, some data on a report. So the bots are very good at that, and, and we use that uh, very frequently in those manual processes, uh, like those two examples I gave. Uh, one that comes to mind is settlement and reconciliation, where we're reconciling a lot of different report values, and the bots are good at, at, at checking that data and making sure it gets passed on to the next steps, whether it's an exception or, or it's successful. <coughs> really, though, if we look at automation, where we have RPA and ETL and tools like that, where we're automating processes we've re-engineered, the next level of technology that we're applying is, you've heard the term mentioned as machine learning, or the cognitive process. So we've got uh, active machine learning projects uh, in development and in production. And those projects are really, those efforts, I mean, are really looking at instances where we can, um, we can apply the, the computer learning processes. And for example, a good example of machine learning that we're, that we're uh, actively working with is character recognition. So I think David mentioned that we see tech, there are a lot of technologies out there that can pull textual and even handwritten data off of documents. But the, the success rate of reading that data and interpreting that data tends to be fairly low with some of the character recognition technology. So through machine learning, we can actually learn from the entries that are made in error or the, the eyes that are, that are mistaken as ones, et cetera, and we can enhance the process of character recognition so that we can get hit rates uh, well above where the standards are. Uh, so that we have more success in the data that we're extracting from these documents. So that's a, that's a great example of where, uh, you know, one can use machine learning to enhance a process. And once this data is lifted off of a document, it can then be passed on to a robotic process for entry, or it can be passed on to an API for straight-through processing. So we eliminate the steps of having to, to manually extract that data uh, and hand it off. And these technologies also are, can read the documents irregardless of where, positionally where the, the data is uh, on, on the documents itself. The other thing that we're uh, using machine learning for, a couple of examples that come to mind, is uh, transfer of asset processing. So we get a lot of documents that come in uh, that are semi-structured, to David's point earlier. And these documents, uh, some of them are structured PDFs where we develop machine learning algorithms to cull 
the data uh, positionally, you know, where, where, the, where are the amount data fields on the form, where are the to and from uh, bank uh, fields on the form. We can call this data out. We can classify that data. And again, the machine learning algorithms get quote unquote smarter as they move through the process and they build upon uh, previous fields that were interpreted as X versus Y, uh, and we can improve upon that, the hit rates, quote unquote, to decipher and determine where the data is in these un unstructured forms. <clears throat> Another example of machine learning that comes to mind is where we're using machine learning to classify wire transactions. So we're looking at, we have today, we manually look through incoming uh, financial transactions and classify and categorize them. We've developed machine learning al algorithms to go through and automate the classification of that so that we can better prepare that data for processing. Whether that processing is still done manually or it's done through an API or it's done through robotics, you can see how the technologies fit together. Um, other examples of machine learning uh, that we've implemented, again, tend to focus on uh, making decisions based on, for example, if we look at email queues, uh, can we determine uh, from the data in those queues who sent, who sent instructions, where those instructions should go, and again, tying that into the workflow process in this uh, wheel of, of or ecosystem of technology that we're talking about where we've got automation technologies like workflow and RPA, and we can apply the machine learning capability, uh, again, cognitively to make some of the decisions that operators operators, or uh, our associates might have to make as to what type of document this is, where the document needs to go next, what data needs to be called out of the document, what exceptions need to be processed, uh, and to the extent we can get this data out of uh, semi-structured or even unstructured documents, that's where machine learning uh, fits in very nicely. So I would ask you... Sure. So, sorry, Chuck. I was just going to ask you a quick question. You've obviously embarked on a, on a wide variety of projects in this area. Um, I'd be interested to know what kind of disruption or challenges you faced in terms of introducing and implementing these technologies from the workforce at BNY. Sure. So um, we look at these technologies situationally as where we can improve efficiency, uh, where we can reduce risk. Uh, or, or, you know, where we can, can make a process just better, increase the quality uh, of a process. So uh, our, our associates uh, work with us from a subject matter expert standpoint. They work with the reengineering team, uh, and, then, and then eventually the situational analysis gets interpreted over to our uh, intelligent process automation team, and sometimes the development is done by that team, sometimes it's done by uh, others in the organization. But generally, the technology's been uh, well received, uh, and, and, a, and a lot of times it's, it's such a value add to the automation and the, the elimination, or automation, should I say, of exception processing um, that, that it's, it's, it's welcomed in many cases. And, and quite frankly, you need to look at all the different aspects of what this technology can provide from a benefit standpoint. It's not all about efficiency. It's not all about risk reduction. It's a combination uh, in quality. It's a combination of those three that brings the value. And we, we measure each one of these uh, projects that are brought, uh, and we, look, we try and score it, so to speak, based on the value that it will bring in each of these areas. 
You've been listening to Nixa Talk, expert panels discussing today's most compelling asset management issues. Nixa is a trade association and support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. Access to the complete live programming, including CE credits, is available to Nixon members. For information on how your firm can become a Nixon member, please visit nixa.org and view our membership page. For over 50 years, Nixa has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.